When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Law School of America Exemptions and Tax Rates As noted before, a certain amount of each estate is exempted from taxation by the law. Below is a table of the amount of exemption by year an estate would expect. Estates above these amounts would be subject to estate tax, but only for the amount above the exemption. For example, assume an estate of $3.5 million in 2006. There are two beneficiaries who will each receive equal shares of the estate. The maximum allowable credit is $2 million for that year, so the taxable value is therefore $1.5 million. Since it is 2006, the tax rate on that $1.5 million is 46%, so the total taxes paid would be $690,000. Each beneficiary will receive $1 million of untaxed inheritance and $405,000 from the taxable portion of their inheritance for a total of $1,405,000. This means the estate would have paid a taxable rate of 19.7%. As shown below, the 2001 Tax Act would have repealed the estate tax for one year, 2010, and would then have readjusted it in 2011 to the year 2002 exemption level with a 2001 top rate. That is, had no further legislation been passed, the estate of a person who died in the year 2010 would have been entirely exempt from tax while that of a person who died in the year 2011 or later would have been taxed as heavily as in 2001. However, on December 17, 2010, Congress passed the Tax Relief, Unemployment Insurance Reauthorization, and Job Creation Act of 2010. Section 301 of the 2010 Act reinstated the federal estate tax. The new law set the exemption for U.S. citizens and residents at $5 million per person, and it provided a top tax rate of 35% for the years 2011 and 2012. On January 1, 2013, the American Taxpayer Relief Act of 2012 was passed which permanently establishes an exemption of $5 million, as 2011 basis with inflation adjustment, per person for U.S. citizens and residents, with a maximum tax rate of 40% for the year 2013 and beyond. The permanence of this regulation is not insured. The fiscal year 2014 budget called for lowering the estate tax exclusion, the generation skipping transfer tax, and the gift tax exemption back to levels of 2009 as of the year 2018. The exemption amounts of $11,180,000 in 2018 and $11,400,000 in 2019 are also currently, as of December 2018, scheduled to sunset December 31, 2025. Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. Puerto Rico and Other U.S. Possessions A decedent who is a U.S. citizen born in Puerto Rico and resident at the time of death in a U.S. possession, i.e., PR, is generally treated, for federal tax purposes, as though he or she were a non-resident who is not a citizen of the United States, so the $5 million exemption does not apply to such a person's estate. For U.S. estate tax purposes, a U.S. resident is someone who had a domicile in the United States at the time of death. A person acquires a domicile by living in a place for even a brief period of time, as long as the person had no intention of moving from that place. Non-residents. The $11.2 million exemption specified in the Acts of 2010 and 2012, cited above, 
applies only to U.S. citizens or residents, not to non-resident aliens. Non-resident aliens have a $60,000 exclusion instead, this amount may be higher if a gift and estate tax treaty applies. For estate tax purposes, the test is different in determining who is a non-resident alien, compared to the one for income tax purposes, the inquiry centers around the decedent's domicile. This is a subjective test that looks primarily at intent. The test considers factors such as the length of stay in the United States, frequency of travel, size and cost of home in the United States, location of family, participation in community activities, participation in U.S. business and ownership of assets in the United States, and voting. A foreigner can be a U.S. resident for income tax purposes, but not be domiciled for estate tax purposes. A non-resident alien is subject to a different regime for estate tax than U.S. citizens and residents. The estate tax is imposed only on the part of the gross non-resident alien's estate that at the time of death is situated in the United States. These rules may be ameliorated by an estate tax treaty. The U.S. does not maintain as many estate tax treaties as income tax treaties, but there are estate tax treaties in place with many of the major European countries, Australia and Japan. U.S. real estate owned by a non-resident alien through a foreign corporation is not included in a non-resident alien's estate. The corporation must have a business purpose and activity, lest it be deemed a sham designed to avoid U.S. estate taxes. Non-citizen spouse. The estate tax of a deceased spouse depends on the citizenship of the surviving spouse. All property held jointly with a surviving non-citizen spouse is considered to belong entirely to the gross estate of the deceased, except to the extent the executor can substantiate the contributions of the non-citizen surviving spouse to the acquisition of the property. U.S. citizens with a non-citizen spouse do not benefit from the same marital deductions as those with a U.S. citizen spouse. Furthermore, the estate tax exemption is not portable among spouses if one of the spouses is a non-citizen. Estate and inheritance taxes at the state level. Currently, 15 states and the District of Columbia have an estate tax, and six states have an inheritance tax. Maryland has both. Some states exempt estates at the federal level. Other states impose tax at lower levels. New Jersey estate tax was abolished for deaths after Jan 1, 2018. In states that impose an inheritance tax, the tax rate depends on the status of the person receiving the property, and in some jurisdictions, how much they receive. Inheritance taxes are paid not by the estate of the deceased, but by the inheritors of the estate. For example, the Kentucky inheritance tax is a tax on the right to receive property from a decedent's estate, both tax and exemptions are based on the relationship of the beneficiary to the decedent. For decedents dying in the calendar year 2014, 12 states, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington, and the District of Columbia impose only estate taxes. Delaware and Hawaii allowed their taxes to expire after Congress repealed the credit for state estate taxes, but reenacted the taxes in 2010. Exemption amounts under the state estate taxes vary, ranging from the federal estate tax exemption amount of $5.34 million, index for inflation, two states, to $675,000, New Jersey. The most common amount is $1 million, three states and the District of Columbia. In 2014, four states increased their exemption amounts, Minnesota, faced up to $2 million for 2018 deaths, Rhode Island, $1.5 million for 2015 deaths, and Maryland and New York, both phased their exemptions up to the federal amount for 2019 deaths.
Top rates range from 12% to 19% with most states, like Minnesota, imposing a top rate of 16%. Five states, Iowa, Kentucky, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee, impose only inheritance taxes. The Tennessee tax was eliminated for deaths after December 31, 2015. The exemptions under state inheritance taxes vary greatly, ranging from $500, Kentucky and New Jersey, for bequests to unrelated individuals to unlimited exemptions, Iowa and Kentucky, for bequests to lineal heirs, such as children or parents of the decedent. No state's tax bequests to surviving spouses. Top tax rates range from 4.5%, Pennsylvania on lineal heirs, to 18%, Nebraska on collateral heirs. Tennessee's inheritance tax is calculated more like an estate tax, i.e., the tax does not vary based on the beneficiary. One state, Maryland imposes both types of taxes, but the estate tax paid is a credit against the inheritance tax, so the total tax liability is not the sum of the two, but the greater of the two taxes. Neither state taxes bequests to lineal heirs. Tax mitigation. Mitigation strategies can include making inter vivos, lifetime, transfers that are subject to lower effective tax rates than transfers at death, transferring property through insurance trusts or grantor-retained annuity trusts, making gifts to charity, transferring minority business interests, taking maximal advantage of each spouse's opportunity for exempt transfers, and there are many others, not the least of which is simply spending more of one's resources during lifetime and thereby reducing total transfers. A 2021 investigation using leaked IRS documents found more than half of the richest 100 Americans are using grantor-retained annuity trusts to avoid paying estate taxes when they die. History Taxes which apply to estates or to inheritance in the United States trace back to the 18th century. According to the IRS, a temporary stamp tax in 1797 applied a tax of varying size depending on the size of the bequest, ranging from 25 cents for a bequest between $50 and $100, to $1 for each $500. The tax was repealed in 1802. In the 19th century, the Revenue Act of 1862 and the War Revenue Act of 1898 also imposed rates, but were each repealed shortly thereafter. The modern estate tax was enacted in 1916. The modern estate tax was temporarily phased out and repealed by tax legislation in 2001. This legislation gradually dropped the rates until they were eliminated in 2010. However, the law did not make these changes permanent and the estate tax returned in 2011. But late in 2010, before that clause took effect, Congress passed superseding legislation that imposed a 35% tax in 2011 and 2012 on a state in excess of $5 million. Like the 2001 legislation, the 2010 legislation had a sunset clause so that in 2013 the estate tax would return to its 2001 level. But then on New Year's Day 2013, Congress made permanent an estate tax on estates in excess of $5 million at a rate of 40%. Estate Tax and Charity One of the most important issues in assessing reform options is the impact on charitable giving. The estate tax encourages charitable giving at death by allowing a deduction for charitable bequests. It also encourages giving during life, as explained below. But the tax reduces charitable gifts by reducing the amount of wealth decedents can allocate to various uses. The net impact of these effects is ambiguous in theory. It is found that estate tax repeal reduces charitable bequests by between 22 and 37 percent, or between $3.6 billion and $6 billion per year. To put this in perspective, 
a reduction in annual charitable donations in life and at death of $10 billion due to a state tax repeal implies that, each year, the nonprofit sector would lose resources equivalent to the total grants currently made by the largest 110 foundations in the United States. The qualitative conclusion that repeal would significantly reduce giving holds even if repeal raises aggregate pre-tax wealth and income by plausible amounts. Some simple examples show the channels through which a state tax repeal would affect giving and why it is plausible to believe that repeal would reduce such giving. Holding pre-tax wealth constant, the estate tax directly reduces the price of charitable bequests, and the level of after-tax wealth that decedents can allocate to various uses. The effect of estate tax repeal depends on the relative magnitude of the changes in price and after-tax wealth, and the relative responsiveness of charitable bequests to changes in each. Estate tax repeal would have significant deleterious effects on charitable bequests and charitable giving during life. Although estate tax reform will raise many issues, the impact on the nonprofit sector should be a central part of the debate. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America